Welcome. I am the Chaotic GM. It is with great pleasure I bring you our first ever podcast. In this series of podcasts, I will bring a monster, humanoid, aberration, or some other being to the gaming table and put it in the spotlight, so to say. We'll discuss some of the lore, differences, and additions, and possible ways to use them in your one-shotter campaign. I will mainly be sticking to 2nd and 5th edition in Dungeons & Dragons, because those are the two that I've played. We'll also touch on some of the Pathfinder, if it's available. Now, for the first monstrous spotlight, I bring you into the chaos. Let's pull up a chair, and let's look into Illithids, or more commonly known as Mind Flayers. Personally, I love these aberrations. They bring horror to the gaming table, and make an easy Call of Cthulhu type of element to your game. Let's open up the dusty tomes, look at the history, and the lore. Mind Flayers made their first appearance in the official newsletter of TSR game called The Strategic Review No. 1 in the spring of 1975. Wow, that's actually before I was born. They were created by the great Gary Gygax himself and are now exclusive to Wizards of the Coast. So it's their product identity, which means it's not going to ever make it to Pathfinder, at least by name. In its original appearance, it was described as a super-intelligent, man-shaped creature with four tentacles by its mouth, which it uses to strike its prey. When a tentacle hits its prey, it penetrates the brain and draws it forth, allowing the monster to devour it. Holy, what the... I mean, can you imagine, first time ever playing this game, or first time ever coming up against this monster, and laughing about the octopus face, and then it turns, grabs your buddy, and sucks his brain out? I mean... Just wow. Okay, let's jump to 2nd edition. In Dungeons & Dragons 2nd edition, the Mind Flayer is said to be 6 foot tall with hideous, pale purple skin that glistens with slime. The head resembles that of an octopus with completely white eyes with no pupils. Okay, a slip into my chaos notes here. I always picture them with black eyes and a purple astral looking mist swirling inside. Just my little change to them, but, you know, change it for your world. Okay, back on track. Next, to the lamprey-like many-toothed mouths are four tentacles. Its hands have three reddish fingers and a thumb. Second edition Monstrous Manual states that these warm-blooded amphibians live to be 125 years old. They start their life as tadpoles. What? Really? One of the universe's most feared monsters starts off as a little tadpole? Alright, I mean, whatever. They stay that way for 10 years in the Elder Brain Pool? Oh. The Elder Brain Pool sits in the center of a city and is a briny fluid that has all the brains of the dead illithids from the city. Huh. The pool is sentient. Whoa. So, the brains... Uh, let's just keep reading. The pool is sentient and connects telepathically to every mind flare within 5 miles of it. If the tables live to reach adulthood, which most don't, after feeding on the brains brought to them by the Mind Flayer adults, they emerge from the pool to join the community. They live in underground cities because they hate sunlight, consisting of 200 to 2,000 Mind Flayers in each city. They can produce two tadpoles in their life. Yeah, that's a good way of population control they're written in, so they just don't take over everything. Uh, the ichor from these horrific nightmares is an essential component in ESP potions, and other things. Fifth edition calls them the scourge of sentient creatures across countless worlds. 
Psionic tyrants, slavers, and interdimensional voyagers, they are insidious masterminds that harvest entire races for their own twisted ends. Four tentacles snape from their octopus-like heads, flexing in hungry anticipation when sentient creatures come near. Their great empires fell, though, and now they reside in the Underdark. Whoa, wait a second. Does everything that's scary and nasty and like a nightmare live in the Underdark? I mean, maybe, someday, we'll find some nice, fluffy, cuddly creature and further explorations into the Underdark. Doubtful, but you, you never know. They reside there and feed upon brains to survive. When well-fed, they secrete a thin glaze of mucus that coats its mauve skin. Same color as before, just it's mauve. When they harvest a brain, sometimes they don't eat it and use it in experiments, sometimes turning them into intellect devourers. Ooh, intellect devourers. Future episode. The fifth edition Monster Manual goes into more detail about the written language and some of the same about community as the second edition. Unfortunately, there is no Pathfinder for this, as I said before, at least by name. All right, let's take a look at the attacks. Let's start out with its main and favorite attack, Mind Blast. Both manuals agree it's a 60-foot cone projected out from the caster, but the second edition states it starts at 5 foot wide at its source and is 20 foot wide at its end. Damage-wise, 2nd edition says there's no damage, but if they fail their saving throw, they are stunned and unable to act for 3d4 rounds. 5th edition does 4d8 plus 4 psychic damage, and they are stunned for 1 minute if they fail their saving throw. In 2nd edition, they don't state the amount of times it can be used, so every round if need be, I guess. 5th edition says it has a recharge of 5 to 6. Seems fair since in 5th edition it does deal a good amount of damage. If they are stunned, the fun begins. In 2nd edition, they may try to grab one or two victims and flee with them, or the Mind Flayer may attack them with its tentacles right there. If used as an attack against a non-stunned target, it has to attach each tentacle before dining. If you are stunned, it feasts on you automatically if it wants to. Death ensues. In 5th edition, it is called Extract Brain. It is a melee attack, and if it hits, deals 10d10 damage, and if the prey hits zero hit points, your memories and life are the Mind Flayers. Tentacles, in 5th edition, as an attack, do 2d10 plus 4 damage. If hit, and possible grapple for brain-sucking enjoyment. They can also use psionic spells in both editions, but prefer to run away if they can't incapacitate its victim. Now, let's move on to my favorite part. I'm calling it Chaos Creative Corner or we can just go Chaos Corner. You may ask, these things are horrible, but how can I incorporate them into my game? Other than the obvious of trying to kill my players and watch them sup- Oh, I, I, I mean, total party wipe. Oh, the memories. Let, uh, wait, where was I? Oh yes, I remember. Not that we would ever try to kill all of our players, you know, but I mean, we're there for pure enjoyment of seeing them solve our riddles and get past our monsters right yeah that's right right no no total party wipes okay so let's begin okay for the first scenario let's say a lone mind flare or a small group of them split off from the collective and start a small cult or religious group leading other races in worship of some deity or even of themselves thus setting themselves up with power i like a single one that is always cloaked so no one knows what he truly is he's the head cleric or a priest of the group Maybe he made up the deity to gain power and riches, or a source of food. You know, I mean, gotta make sacrifices to your gods, right? Well, it's yours now. Roll with it. 
for the second scenario. A mysterious lord has called for your help in a holy quest to help retrieve cursed or powerful items to keep them from causing harm to the world. His face was badly injured in a battle with evil, so he wears a mask to cover it. He wears long flowing white robes with markings of a good deity or god on them and sends the adventurers out on all these quests. They could end by finding out its true nature or, or identity, but how many powerful items have they gotten for him? How much power does he actually have? I mean, he's probably not going to be just an easy kill. Or you know what? Maybe they never find out about him. And they just gather all these and then move on in the world. It's up to you. Let the chaos and fun ensue. The third scenario, a group of adventurers have been called to find out what evil lurks in an old mine the Lord or city wants to reopen. They have kept the said mine barred and closed for nearly a century, but with new, younger people taking the reins of the city, they wanted to gather the mithril from the mine. Inside is a now feral mine flare that has lived for a long time off rats and small vermin brains. Doing so has caused it to go feral and near starving. A nice one-shot or test run for a new group. Since the mind flayer is old and feral, I dial it down so it isn't as deadly. I mean, it could be like a level 1 run, level 2, something like that. Or, if it's a higher level, maybe you put a couple of them down there. It's up to you. It's yours now. Okay, for the fourth scenario, a town has called out for help. Travelers and vagrants started to disappear about a year ago, but most give the town wide berth now, and since there are no travelers, the town folk have started to come up missing. The reason for this is several mages have captured a few mind flayers and have subdued them to harvest their ichor to sell to make potions. They still need brains to feed them though. A nice battle against mages and possibly mind flayers if they are released. This one would probably be a little bit higher level. For the fifth scenario, and my favorite one, not really a one shot or a module, but a way to introduce one into your campaign. A mind flayer, after devouring the memories and thoughts of a priest, paladin, or a deity has seen the error of its ways and switches sides to become good. It tries questing and doing good to make up for its wrongdoing in the past. If it's a player or NPC, it needs to keep itself disguised somehow as no one would believe it to be good now. And, guess what? It still hungers for brains. Can't just put that craving down, can ya? Up to you to determine how often does it need to feed? What kind of thing will it devour? Will it only go after evildoers? Or vagrants? Or party members? Up to you. This one seems fun. Chaos at its finest. Well, our time together is coming to a close. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I always love having visitors to my own slice of chaos. Please, join me next time where we will delve into the dusty tomes, legend, and lore to bring you new ideas and items to your game. If you did enjoy this, please like, subscribe, maybe even give me a review. Thanks, and remember, if you're truly chaotic, your players never know what you'll throw at them next.